1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. I'm going to dive right into it. I just had the scare of my life. I was walking out of Trader Joe's and I left my mom and Riggs in the car. I wasn't in there more than six and a half minutes. You know, because when I go into Trader Joe's or the grocery store, I don't do that thing that our parents did to us where they said, I'll be right back and it's four and a half days later. You've grown a beard in the car as a child. You're starving, you're thirsty, you just sweat through your clothes. Like our parents left us in the car way too often. My mom would like run into places like Home Depot and leave me and my sister, my sister and I, in the car with just like creepy grown men running around picking up wood. Do you know what I mean? It's always like a building, a contractor coming out with just a bunch of racks of wood. And I'd just be melting in the car, my little chubby, Cheeto fingers just stuck to the glass, like, has anyone seen my mom? Like, trying to catch my last breath. Hold on one second. You hear that? That is the crushed ice that I gifted to myself. Hold on. Mmm. Little little sip of iced coffee there. Telling you what, you want to give yourself the gift that keeps on giving, get yourself a crushed ice machine. Anywho, back to the scare. I come out of Trader Joe's. My mom's got the window cracked. She has her eyes closed. She's sitting in the front seat. Riggs is in the back. I just picked him up from school. Her mouth's open, just you know, slightly open, like <sighs> enough where she looks dead. And I was like, "This would be great. I'll get this on Instagram." And I approach the car, and I go, "You okay?" She didn't respond. Then, for like a split second, for a split second, I had all the feelings of seeing a dead parent. I said, oh my God, this is it. This bitch just fucking died. With the windows open, it's a cool 70 degrees out. It's not like I left her in a hot car. She also had the key. She could turn it on. And I was like, this is it. She just died right here in the Trader Joe's parking lot. Like every feeling that I could have about finding my mother dead just happened in a a split second. Before I could even say the second, hey, are you good? I thought about planning the funeral. I thought about how to, I was going to have to rip her lifeless body out of this car, throw her brittle bones across the hood of my Audi and like give her mouth to mouth or resuscitate her or just slap her around a bit with some turkey sausage, you know, or a tiny avocado. Cause that's cool. You know, Trader Joe's has tiny avocados because you know, you never use a full avocado. You know, you want a tiny, I'm just letting you know, check it out, check it out. Anyways. Back to my mom's lifeless body. So I'm just, I'm approaching the car the first time. You all good? No response. I see the the whole rest of my life flashes before my eyes. I'm like, this is it. This bitch fucking died. I just took her to Dr. Nelson Castillo's. She got a little fill in the lower jowls. I got some baby Botox. We had a day. We split a sandwich from one of our favorite sandwich shops. She went with me to get my, my, costumes fitted for the special taping like I, all of these things we had a laugh in the car we pranked phone called a couple people it all just washed over me I was like this is it oh fuck I gotta plan a funeral like I really genuinely thought she was a goner <laughs> and then I said mom and she said I, I, I'm awake She goes, I was snoring. And I said, if you, listen, bitch, I got in that car and I grabbed her by her crisp white Banana Republic collar. I said, if you ever fall asleep with your mouth open and the windows down in this car again, so help me God. I'll break your brittle bones myself. Meanwhile, Riggs is looking at me like, bitch, I thought she was dead too. And I texted my husband, honey, I think it happened. I think she's... God, I know. Y'all, I know this is so fucked up, but if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the show, baby. I don't give a fuck. I already got one parent down in the dust. You know, would be just my luck. Here I am about to go record this special. This comedy special about what it was like to lose my dad. And now this bitch had to make it about her. Typical Robin drinking water. Shout out to liquid death. I don't even think they're a sponsor this week, but it is delicious water. That was just wild. And then once I got Robin to come to, she and I are giggling in the car. I screamed at her the whole way out. I was like, if you die on me after I take you to get some filler at Dr. Nelson's and you just tap out after we've had a good day at the plastic surgeons, I will be very angry. There's only two ways Robin's going out. One, the rapture, and two, the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And she's going to be rollerblading all the way up. Nothing can stop me. She's all the way up. Nothing can stop Robin. (laughs) Dude, you know, okay, because I do believe that eventually we're going to see the end times. I really hope it's just like, you know, the, the clouds part. Jesus comes down on a chariot and he's like, nothing can stop you. You're all the way up And then it's just like DJ college, just like fucking. And it's a jam. You know what I mean? It's a fucking jam. It's a jam. But I I was angry. I said, bitch, no, not today. I would have never forgiven myself. I took an extra 30 seconds to look at some of the delicious, creamy, dairy-based dips that they had right next to the salami section in Trader Joe's. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, God. And literally, I just said, Robin, I, I would have killed you myself. She's like, I'm awake. I'm alive. Relax. I said, well, if that's the way you sleep. Good luck to whoever's going to date you next because they would be, I would be fingers on the pulse. I haven't slept next to my mom in a second. I wouldn't have been okay. Plain and freaking simple. anyways, scare my life. We are going to get into the voicemails. There were so many insane voicemails this week. And I do promise you we are going to bring guests back and we're going to get them in. There's just been a lot of coordinating, a lot of bullshit. And I'm really trying to get people in when I have the new studio. But I know that you guys have been requesting some guests. So we are going to get into that in the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to last night, I was kind of dicking around and I, and I put it up on Instagram. I wanted to just do some rapid fire questions some Q&A As you know, I run my own Instagram, and so I don't always see your DMs, and I just wanted to hit some rapid fire. I'm not going to say who these are from, but you guys sent me a ton of questions, and we're just going to go through a couple of these before we get to the voicemails, because those are a fucking doozy, but I missed a bunch of shit from you guys, so I apologize about that. So anyways, I'm just going to start at the top of the list. We're going to hit some... Oh, Violet, I will give a shout out to Violet. She is the number one fan. Violet's come to, I'd say, 67 shows. And she said, Heather, when is he absolutely not cruise? I need VIP access to dates when this happens. Violet, well, you don't even need to pay for it. Whenever we do a cruise, you don't need to pay for it because you've spent enough money on front row tickets to all of my shows. And I would just like a lot of you little bitches to know, be like Violet. You know, you see me out in public or at Publix, the grocery store getting a pub sub and you say, I'm your biggest fan. No, you're not, bitch, unless your name's Violet and you've come to more than one show. Now, some of y'all have, and I am grateful. What's always wild to me is the girls who go, I'm your biggest fan. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. What show did you come to? And they're like, well, I couldn't. There were 94 fucking shows to come to. 94 shows, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry, Madeline, you're not number one. You're not. Let me know when you're going to be on the top of the Lido deck. Lido deck. Wow. <laughs> Pretty and slip there. The Lido deck with my girl Violet. We're in a cheetah print bathing suit as we cruise into Key West. That's some fucking hardcore dedication right there. Anyways, so want to let y'all know when these tickets go on sale, you better get them. And we're switching things up. We're going to have some fun this year. I mean, we had a fucking blast last year. But it's going to be silly fucking Willie this year. I'm going to come out and roast you my fucking self. Okay? You know, when I get home and I get in those cozy Brooklyn and sheets, it's just another level. It's another level of luxury without the luxury price. Brooklinen is home of the internet's favorite sheets and was created by a husband and wife duo to provide customers with luxury hotel level home essentials. They offer everything from cuddle ready sheets to cozy towels and robes, loungewear, accessories, and so much more. And you don't have to take our word for it either, okay? Check out Brooke Lennon's website to read over 100,000 five-star reviews from people all over the country. Yes, you heard that right. They have over a hundred thousand five-star reviews. Their shopping is easy and rewarding, especially with the rewards program. Earning points is a breeze and there are bonuses for referrals and birthdays. Once you register, you're automatically a silver member, meaning you start to reap the benefits even at your first order. That's a win-win in our books. I love everything they have. Listen, they're freaking great. And if you're hosting this season... Outfitting the entire bedroom is as simple as a few clicks with Brooklinen's Move-In Bundles, featuring a set of sheets, pillows, extra pillowcases, duvet cover, and comforter. The Bedding Move-In Bundle combines simplicity, (laughs) saving you 15% off compared to buying all those items separately. It's awesome. For everything you do in bed, check out brooklinen.com today for the luxurious home and bedding essentials and use promo code AbsolutelyNot for $20 off plus free shipping on your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K. K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code absolutely not for $20 off plus free shipping. I start my day off right every day with a scoop of Athletic Greens. This is the one-stop shop to get all your greens, all your minerals, all that good shit, all that immune-boosting support in one scoop. It's such a no-brainer. With Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. Honestly, I do not travel anywhere without my athletic greens. I throw the bag in my carry-on or my check bag. I have to have it because if you want to stay regular, if you want to feel good, if you want to have that extra support of immune-boosting minerals and vitamins behind you. That's what you need. I freaking love, 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 love athletic greens. And literally my husband's addicted right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially because, you know, it's getting cold out. We're going to be in a flu season and it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting, supporting, and just kick-ass vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Somebody asked, what's the best mattress and why are adult purchases so freaking expensive? Great question. Gotta be honest with you. Love my Tuft Needles. This is not sponsored. This is not an ad. Just gonna let you know really solid. I got the mint mattress. It's great. What else do I like? I'm telling you, I've been sleeping on this chili pad and it's fucking fantastic. It's the only thing that's kept me asleep through the night because I can't do the night sweats. And I've talked about this before, but this fucking sauna bag that I got is next level. Now I will tell you this. I've said this a million times. I don't want to be redundant on the podcast, but the sauna bag that I got was like a thousand dollars from like a wellness center. You can get these for much cheaper on other websites. I know I 100% got bamboozled, but I bought it as a Christmas gift. I said, fuck it. And I hadn't been in my sauna suit in a minute. And I got into my little sauna infrared bag last night and I slept like a baby. I got hot to sweat out the toxins, then laid on my nice tufted needles mattress with the chilly sleep pad on it. I was fucking cruising. And if you're asking me why are adult purchases so expensive, it's just because it's an investment. Also, kid shit is expensive too. My girlfriend bought bought her son camo sneakers the other day. The kid's three and a half, $75. I don't know how inflation works, but it's too too high, too inflated. You know what I mean? Swollen, like my knee. Guys, I had like a full syringe of fucking liquid taken out of my kneecap today. You know, I said I wasn't gonna talk about it. I wasn't gonna zero in on the pain and keep bitching and complaining. But my, um, my PA, he's a, a sports medicine PA, he came over. My boy Harris, shout out to Harris Patel. He came over and he said, girl, this thing's raw dog. And I uh, got a cortisone shot and I got a regimen. I'm working with my fabulous PT out of Nashville, Dr. Carolyn Lucas. If you need anybody in Nashville, she is amazing. So she's giving me exercises. He's draining my leg. I mean, we got a team. He also said, I have to start getting sports massages regularly. And I said, Harris, I don't know if you know this. I'm not an athlete. And he looked me dead ass in my eyes. Literally, I'm face down on like a, like a sports table, almost like a massage table. He got down to my eye level, right? At the, the end of the bed, and he said, listen to me, you little bitch. You are an athlete. I've seen you run across the stage. What you do is a performance. And don't let anybody tell you any different. And I said, okay. They said, now I'm going to stick a giant needle through your thigh. And it worked. But to answer your question, why are purchases for adults expensive? I don't fucking know. You know, you got to have a rainy day fund. I don't know how to tell people this. Every day's a goddamn monsoon in the last three years. But you know what? Nothing can stop us. We're all the way up. Let's get to another one. Ooh, advice for seeing long-distance Bay for the first time. Okay, now I hope you've met him in person before because this message could go a little either way. Advice for seeing long-distance Bay for the first time. I'm hoping that you've you've already established a relationship and this is not like we're meeting for the first time and he lives far away. I'm hoping this is not a Manti Teo situation. I'm hoping we know we've felt the penis. We know the face is real. We've been to his job. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not... Again, share your location, stranger danger, safety first. You got to trust the thrust. Maybe let's get some blood work back and forth going on. You know what I mean? Let's do a little swab, make sure we're both, you know, at least know what we're working with in the genital region. You know, can I tell you something? I, when Jeff and I first decided to start having unprotected sex, this is going to make me sound like such, <laughs> whatever. I said, let's get blood work. We got a full panel. Isn't that Wild. Which is like a responsible thing to do. And I know all my medical professionals and probably divorce attorneys are like, Bravo. But I did. We were like twenty-two and I said, You wanna take off that little top hat? That little Trojan top hat? Let me see your papers. He's like, Are you are you serious?" I go, get a swab. And we've been raw dogging it ever since. <laughs> But you know what I mean, ladies, I think, gentlemen, everybody, if you're ready to, you know what I mean, it can't hurt. Now, did I do that with other people? For sure not. You know what I mean? I was not a responsible hoe, but I liked him. And I knew I was coming in fresh and clean. But you never know. I didn't know where he had been. You know, I didn't know. You trust an Italian man who smells like grade A deli meat, You know, he's been lurking in the streets. So just remember, let's safety first. And if you have a really established relationship with this guy and this isn't a brand new thing, I think jump in, you know, plan a little something sexy and let's not overthink it, ladies. I always felt like I had to have like lingerie or some like real sexy thing. Just keep it cute. Show up in the best version of yourself and keep it cute. But, but plan something. Maybe have a dinner. You know, plan one activity where you go out, you're out and about, you're doing your thing. And then baby, maybe, maybe lock the doors and turn the lights below. Hear the music and sound. You know that song. Lock those doors. Light those candles. And get it on. God, that was always so much fun. See, I like being long distance. I like going on the road and coming home. It makes you appreciate the person. I really get asked this a lot, and I know I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but girls, specifically women, don't feel like you got to be up these guys' asses all the time. Do your own thing. Plan your trips. And if you can't trust them, and that's why you feel like you got to be up their dick all the time, it ain't the right guy. You feel me? Ain't the right guy. Speaking of which, somebody said, How does married life feel? Great, sometimes burdensome, you know, I have to do the sex a little bit more than I'd usually like, but I think I'm contractually obligated. Kidding, jokes. It's always consensual. You know, but here we are. It's great. He's a good man. You know, he's a great man, but also wearing me down. And that's okay. Live, laugh, love it could be worse. I hear your hellish nightmare stories. And I think, thank God I got that old ball and chain. Ooh, marry, kill, fuck, pub sub, hillstone, spinach, artichoke dip, and Italian wine. Wow. This is a hard one. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kill a pub sub. I'd rather fuck the spinach dip because you know that shit's rich and creamy. And I'd marry the Italian wine because nothing ages better than an italian fine wine. You know what I'm saying? You see what I did there? And I don't want I don't want to break up with my pub sub sandwich, but I out of if you're asking me am I going spinach dip with a glass of red wine for the rest of my life? I am. I sure am. Ooh, this is a great question. What is one thing you hate about your rising fame? Oh, should we get dark with it? The pressure on myself that I'm not doing enough. The pressure on myself that I am okay, I finished the tour and I was like, all right, what's next? And you know, my other friends in comedy are still on tour. And and then I'm starting to sit here in my basement itching while I'm creating a new project. And you kind of just have this feeling all the time, like you're not doing enough. And I miss doing all my character videos. It's just, it's a lot. Like there's a million different things. I'm writing a TV show, which these are all fucking great things but it's a lot to juggle cuz it's not like I do one thing. I don't just have the podcast. I don't just have the tour. It's the tour, the podcast, brand deals, writing the TV show, writing the new stand up, auditioning for roles that I haven't booked yet, but I will. You know, as you, as you move up, I can only control what I can control, but there is definitely a level of like some people are like why aren't you doing this anymore? Why haven't you done that? And it's like, bitch, it's just me. And I have my dear friend, Christina Tompkins, who's incredible. She's helping me run the business side of stuff. And, and I couldn't live life without her. She's just the fucking best. And, you know, I got Chris on the road with me. And we got all these things. And, and we're building the studio and all this. But it's just, it's a lot. And it's still me. And I think, oh, okay, hold on, guys. As I'm complaining, my, my, <laughs> hey, Riggs. Riggs is outside the window right now in the holly bush. Oh, he's going to be banging at the door in a second, this little shit but it's the pressure I put on myself with the fame. Bitch, I'm still getting free shit. You know, you are under a little bit of a microscope. I have had days where I'm like not feeling great, but I, there's nothing, everything's great. The only thing that sucks is a new pressure that you put on yourself and trust and believe. I have seen Reddit threads where people call me fat. There was a Reddit thread about my eyelash extensions for a while. Then there's like other Reddit threads, which I've only read it a couple of these, but they'll be like, Heather's beefing with, random people. I'm like, I've never met that person. It's really wild. The things that like people try and come up with. I'm like, y'all know I am an open fucking book. If I was beefing with somebody, I would tell you on stage and then I'd put it on Instagram. I don't give a fuck. It's kind of how people jump to conclusions and I jump to conclusions on myself. Like I should be doing more even though I'm doing a lot. But you know what? I, I heard something. Someone said like, as you grow, don't expect to be in the same place you were four years ago. So while I had the time to do all these different character videos and I I was like this rich, just creative fucking bubble that I was in for that time, it's like, how do I expand and then create other comedy and other venues and other versions of that? You know, I'm sorry, this just became a therapy session for myself, but it's pressure. Anybody knows this. didn't matter if you're a fucking orthodontist, you're going to say, as your practice grows, you feel like, How do I get back to like the original passion that I had for it and still do a great job? That's it. Lot going on, a lot on the plate. Literally, I'm at the buffet of life right now and life decisions. And you know what? Sometimes you need somebody to talk to. That is why I love Talkspace. I literally wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and get personally matched with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist, so it's incredibly convenient to have a virtual session from the comfort of your home. Listen, we all need somebody to talk to, and I can't recommend this enough. There is nothing that I have done more for my own health than talking to somebody. And that's why I love Talkspace. Also, it's so easy. Getting started is the most important part and there's no need to wait until something goes wrong in your life to work with a therapist. Of course, Talkspace is also there to help you with any specific challenges you might have. And they are the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. It's secure. They have an amazing network of people there and it's convenient. You can do it whenever, wherever, from the comfort of your own home. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use code absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. Again, that's absolutely at Talkspace.com. You know what I love? A crisp, delicious drink. And I love Spritz Society. It's founded on the idea that taste matters. Spritz Society was created because life is too short for drinks that you don't love. We all know it. I don't have time to be sipping on something that isn't freaking damn delicious. Spritz Society takes all natural recognizable ingredients and packs them into convenient sparkling canned cocktails that you can take anywhere. They're low calorie, low sugar drinks with 6% alcohol by volume. They're guaranteed delicious. Spritz Society comes in five iconic flavors to choose from. We're talking grapefruit, blood orange, peach, pineapple, and lemon. So honestly, you can't ever go wrong. I really, really, really love the blood orange. Put that over some crushed ice, baby. It is chef's freaking kiss. And if you don't know which one you want to try first, get the Spritz Society Variety Pack, which features all of our four original flavors. And add peach to your cart and complete the whole damn set. Right now, Um, I've got a little surprise for y'all. Thanks to our friends over at Spritz Society, you can try their iconic sparkling cocktails for 10% off by using code ABSOLUTELY at Spritz Society. That's code ABSOLUTELY for 10% off at SPRITSOCIETY.COM S-P-R-I-T EasySociety.com. Again, that's 10% off by using code absolutely on SpritSociety.com. Live your best life. Run, don't walk. Get your spritz society. It's delicious. We'll get a couple more in and then we'll get to the voicemails. Okay. I'm just rolling through. Tell me the best way to get over a three-day hangover. Easy, easy. Okay. We're going to go ahead and call one of those IV services. Get a drip. You need a banana bag. It's going to help. Then I think you need to get your salt take up in the right way. I would get a really decadent chicken noodle soup or Thai food. Those are the only two things that really take me to the next level if I'm coming off a hangover. And I know what you're thinking. Who wants chicken noodle soup when you're hungover? It just works. Just get it. Some bone broth. I don't care if you got to put fucking French fries in it because you need that. Get a little salt, also some great Thai food. And if you can, go for a sweat. Now, don't go for a sweat the first day after the hangover. Do it day two. Get in the sauna bag. You know, go for a walk. Just do something. Just flush it out. What else? Say a prayer. I usually feel better, too, if I'm hungover and I get a little anxious if I buy something for myself. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? I just start buying things online. Okay. Can your mom and sis join you on the podcast? Miss hearing from those ladies. Of course. Ashley is in a crazy trial schedule right now. She is literally swamped with attorney bullshit. And I I feel for her. She is just, all of the cases she was doing over the last two years have now all gone to trial. So she's wheeling and dealing and she's great at what she does. So I will get her up here. I promise. And yes, Robin will be back, but I thought she died today. So, you know, she needs a minute. Could you imagine if she did and I just weekended Bernie'd her and took her to all the shows? Because y'all like seeing her more than you like seeing me anyways. Fuck, that would have been hysterical. And should I quit my job? For sure. I think that's a no-brainer there. And I'll tell you right now, anytime. And where to meet good men. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Delta Sky Club or the International Sky Club at JFK, I'd say on a Friday about 10 a.m. That means they're going places. And any golf tournament. Unfortunately, sports events for sure. And last but not least, maybe the grocery store at like 4 p.m. on a Sunday. Just throwing that out there. Which celebs are on you and Jeff's hall pass list? Great question. I love Bobby Cannavale, and I know everyone's thinking, huh? But yeah, I love Bobby Cannavale. Who else? Jason Momoa. Jeff's Hall pass is a famous hockey player, Hendrick Lundquist. He used to be the goalie for the New York Rangers. Jeff really loves him. So I'm sure he'd say the same. You know, but when it comes to babes, I don't ask because I don't want to know. Actually, I got a great story about that. But you're gonna have to come see it on tour on the next tour the comeback tour, which we're going to announce very soon. Okay. I am going to get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. I love that we're going to try this Q&A and maybe we can even do this with a hotline. I love the absolutely nots, but also if there's anything you ever want to ask me, maybe we'll start throwing some of those in there. If you're just looking for general advice, you know what I mean? I'm here for you. Your girl's got your back. Again, 800-213-7503. Let's get into the voicemails. I'm glad Robin's alive, and I'm glad we're here doing the damn thing.
1: Hey, Heather. It's Kim from California. This is like my third or fourth time leaving a message because, and I'm not a stalker, I just keep getting cut off, and I don't even think
2: I'm that long-winded. But anyway,
1: um, I'm talking to you about my 17-year-old senior in high school, bless his heart, Came home one day, fucking idiot, thought he was cool, decided to let his stupid ass friend with his Amazon tattoo gun, mind you, my kid, like, hasn't even kissed a girl, well, now he has, because he's in love with a foreign exchange student from Italy, and I know that place holds a special place in your heart, and I think that little Italia, as I like to call her, that's not her name, we'll just call her Italia, sometimes she forgets her bra, but anyway. Um, he's fallen in love with a foreign exchange student and now maybe he's probably done all the things. I don't even fucking know, but comes home with a fucking tattoo on his middle finger of a pair of scissors. Scissors. I said, the fuck, you wanna be a fucking barber? This is your life goals. I mean, no no shades of barbers. I think that's great, but why does it look like a kindergartner drew a fucking pair of scissors and a sharpie on your middle finger? So he flips his middle finger up, pair of scissors. Well, my mom does a nice nigh- Soft Pinterest search to how to get rid of a tattoo at home. DIY tattoo removal, Heather. That is what we did. Lime, salt, burn that bitch off. Call CPS. I don't even fucking care. I am so exhausted from single-handedly, yes, that's it. Like I'm doing it by myself, raising these three teenagers. And now this motherfucker who does nothing wrong comes home with a fucking pair of scissors. We had to burn his finger off. Now he's scarred for life. Literally, it looks like I, I don't even know what happened. But anyway, his finger's fucked. Somebody could probably call CPS. We burned it with lime and salt.
0: I'm obsessed with this voicemail. One, mom, you're doing the best you can. Okay, so absolutely yes to you. You're fucking doing it. I don't think there's a single person listening to this voicemail like mom doesn't have it. And I want you to know you've gotten him this far. I think you said he was 17. So he's almost an adult. You got him this far without totally fucking it up. Congratulations. I gotta be honest with you. If this is the worst, and I'm not saying that this isn't not bad, but if this is the worst, we're doing okay. You know what I mean? Like, we're do- mom, you were fucking crushing it. Now, let's back this up a little bit. I love that you're like, well, he probably hasn't had a kiss. No, he has. You know, he is. Locking lips with the slutty Italian girl. And I can say that I'm Italian, okay? We all know the foreign exchange student who comes from abroad, no bra, living her life, thick accent. These American honky-tonk men go wild. She knows exactly what she's doing. I love, though, that he, the tattoo that he got. You know he got the tattoo to try and prove to the cool foreign chick that he's got, like, edge. And he's like, she's on air right now. She's Italian. You know what we're going to do? Get a scissor tattoo on the middle of the finger because you know they don't have an Italy? Fucking scissors. You also have to remember that that's how bright he is. Now, I don't know. I would love a little further investigation on why we specifically chose... (laughs) the barbershop shears. Maybe you need to sit down with him. Maybe he has dreams of opening up his own Great Clips. You know, this could be a franchising opportunity, Mom. So maybe instead of getting angry, we ask him, hey, Trevor, is this your future? You want to be a Great Clips franchisee? Let me know now, bud. We got to start collecting coin, make a business plan. Now, I will say, my husband, Jeff, has a mustache tattoo on his middle finger. He got it with all of his fucking delinquent friends. And his, so his became a blister because he didn't do the proper like post-wound tattoo care you're supposed to. And it peeled off. The whole fucking thing peeled off. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a bootleg tattoo. But it bubbled and it peeled off because he like never put a Band-Aid or Aquaphor on it. But I love that you Googled with your mother, how do we, DIY tattoo removal. And it just takes lime, salt, and burning of the skin. And honestly, that's pretty fucking badass. Now I want you to know that my husband, after his tattoo bubbled up, he then went back and got it touched up. So he still has it. And all of his friends have a tat- have the same tattoo. Like his, I think it's like his eight best friends from home. And the whole joke was, from what I remember, is Jeff can grow a mustache, but it can't grow, connect to his beard. And I get DMs all the fucking time. are like, why does he have a beard, but it can't connect to his mustache? It's, it, it's not humanly possible for him, Cheryl. So shut the fuck up and quit asking. And no, I don't like him cleanly shaven. Because he has a thick neck like me. So we look better with it. A little. It, beards on men are just heavy contour. You guys do realize that, right? When a man has a beard, it's like the ultimate KKW beauty moment. Can you know, I had a multitude of sins. And my husband has a very handsome face. But don't fucking DM me and tell me that he needs to change his facial hair. So anyways, all these fuckers got this matching tattoo and they all still have it and it's I, sweet, I guess. But it's very, like, it, it. it's very 2009. Everybody fucking got a handlebar mustache tattoo on their middle finger. Like, there's some days that my husband is so fucking basic, you know, so predictable in what I know he's gonna think is cool that I'm like, come on. He showed up with his... With it so proud. And he's like, look at all I got. And I was like, saw it coming. Saw it coming like a tornado watch. Saw it fucking coming. Anywho, back to your delinquent son. I got to be honest with you, mama. I think if we've gotten it this far, you know, maybe this is a, a, a learning moment. Maybe we sit down and say, Trevor, why the shears? Why the scissors? And he may lean into you. Let me tell you, more. I I know Dad's not around, but I just want you to know that my life goal is to integrate clips. You don't know. Be the you today, Trevor, that you want to be tomorrow. But I think we got to sit him down and ask him, is he blinded by the light of the foreign exchange student? Of course he is. I studied abroad in Italy. I banged as many people as I could because they were exotic. Now, obviously, let's drive this message home real quick because your son's about to be an adult. You know, obviously, lock it up, consensual, keep it age-appropriate. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, man, I know why he did it. Either he wants to own a Great Clips franchise or he's trying to impress the Italian girl. I mean, what would I get a tattoo of? A hot dog. And when Jeff got his mustache tattoo, I thought about getting cat whiskers (laughs) because they they call me Heathcat. And then I realized that was douchey and I didn't, but Jeff did, but I love it. I love that. First of all, I also love that you said your mom, so grandma went on Pinterest I, you know, you could have just Googled, but I love that she was like, no, I know that there is a DIY mommy blog post somewhere on Pinterest for women who have to remove their fucking bonehead teenagers' homemade tattoos. You know, we don't ever want Sweet Trevor to end up behind bars, but if he did, he'd need a little link to survive. And I'm not going to lie. You know, they're like, yo, you know, what's your ink look like? And he just throws up two little scissors on a pointer finger. They're going to be like, it's a rap! It's a rap on Trevor. You know, and then he would immediately become someone's bitch. So I'm just letting you know you did the right thing by removing the scissors. But this also might be a teachable moment that we sit down and we find out he always wanted to go to cosmetology school. Maybe he didn't want to do the typical thing. All of his friends are, you know, on the tink tink. On the Nintendo 64? Maybe. Maybe he's gay. And he said, I don't have a crush on the 17-year-old Italian girl. She's got beautiful hair. I'd love to run my hands through it and do a style. You know what I mean? I think we might not be giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we need to sit him down. Maybe he's the next Vidal Sassoon. What's that motherfucker worth? A lot? A lot? but I'm glad, I'm glad in the moment you got the tattoo removed, but I definitely, we need, I think we need to sit down and ask him, what does this all really mean? What does it mean, Trevor? Who are you? Because mama doesn't even know anymore. Here we are surviving, but you're a great mom and absolutely yes to that. Best Friend Energy is a weekly chat series that allows you to become part of Clea Shearer and Joanna Teplin's inner circle in a way you've never been able to before. You might know them from the hit Netflix series, Get Organized with the Home Edit, but they've got a lot more to talk about. Listen, I love these girls. I've known Clea for a while. I'm just obsessed with them, and each week they'll interview special guests, answer your questions, and deep dive on all of the everyday annoyances that life has to offer. Join them and some of the best friends every Tuesday as they talk about anything and everything. From Sony Music Entertainment, Hello Sunshine, The Home Edit, and something else, listen and follow Best Friend Energy wherever you get your podcast. Hi, Heather.
3: I just saw your... IG story with the absolutely not podcast and it made me think of one that I have that isn't absolutely not um so I, w- I was you know seeing this guy hooking up with him and like on the second night I stayed over I wake up in the middle of the night to like some crinkling noise and I was like what what the and this man is eating a pink starburst in his sleep and I was like well that's weird but so I tried to go back to bed And then an hour later, he starts eating another pink Starburst in his sleep. And I mean, this isn't even an easy candy to eat in your sleep. You have to unwrap it and chew
1: it. And I'm sitting there like, is he a serial killer? Like, is this my end? Is
3: this the end? Dating's hard. I'm really happy you and the Italian Stallion are having a good time. Because I'm over here not. I'm over here dealing with pink Starburst men that I met on the internet. So, love ya. Thanks.
0: This is one of the wildest voicemails I've ever heard. What do you mean this guy's just sucking on a chewy candy? What a weird nighttime routine fetish. Also, what a fucking asshole for him not to share a pink Starburst. We all know it's the best flavor. What comes in second? The reds. The cherry. You know, if you're digging around in a bag of Starburst, you know what I'm going for the last? The lemons. <laughs> you know it. I know it. The hierarchy of Starbursts goes pink, red, orange, yellow. Are there any other colors? No. That's how I roll the dice on Starbursts. So you're telling me you're laying in bed with this man and you just wake up to hear it like a, look like at this. Oh. Just sucking on him, and just think that man—probably an hour before his deep starburst slumber—was had his penis inside of you. Yeah, <laughs> suck on that, literally. See, ladies, we gotta. This is it. I okay. Can I tell you this theory that I have? Because. So many of the voicemails that I go through are women saying, I went on a horrific date. It is so hard dating. And I don't know what the answer is, but I have this one theory and I could be totally wrong. What if we took the power back? I think these guys, and I know there's a lot of dudes who listen to the podcast, so I apologize. I'm not singling out the good guys, but what I think the guys have it too easy. I think if we got off the apps, Like if all women went on strike, but we'd all have to be in it together. And I am i sound like I'm including myself. I'm not, but I run my mom's bumble. So if all the women said, nope, we're not going to do it. You have to come meet us in person because we need to A, check out the energy vibe and see if you're a fucking creep. And B, we're playing hard to get. What if everybody just signed off the app and everybody put, or they all put in their profile, We're meeting at, you know, Taco Mac or Buffalo Wild Wings at 10 p.m. on Saturday. If you want to come talk to any of us, you got to do it in person. And we force these guys to do it the old-fashioned way. Stick your hand out, Carl. Shake a bitch's hand and look her dead ass in the eyes and say, you want to fuck? Do you know what I mean? Because he's probably got 10 other women he's texting at the same time. And if this was all in person, then... Coral may come up to you. And another bitch, you know, down the bar might say, uh he won't share his pink Starburst. And we would all know that this guy had to go. I'm saying, I think if everybody, like one Saturday, I don't know how we make this a thing. If everybody were to just say, meet us outside, we're talking in person, we're not doing the fucking apps. And I don't know if you met this guy in an app, but all I'm saying is, I think the lady's got a boycott. Because the men are getting away with too much shit. Like stealing a premium candy for themselves after they slightly dicked you down. You probably didn't even come. So you're on a date with this man and he's over here just (laughs) sucking on a pink Starburst. Like he's a prize winning horse with a sugar cube or a salt cube. I don't know what horse, I think it's salt cubes. That is insane. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're listening to this in your home, just close your eyes for 30 seconds. And imagine laying in bed and you you hear, and they go right back to snoring. Also, choking hazard. Was this guy chewing? Did he finish it? And starbursts are pretty sticky. They could get caught, you know, in a back molar and you're shit out of luck. Maybe they like that. Maybe they swallow most of it, but they t- tuck a little bit in, you know, the top of the back molar, like it's a crown filling. And then the whole night, the guy's just <laughs> rubbing his tongue up against his molar, getting his sweet treat fix. This man's a fucking freak. And I don't like to judge people, but I also judge people a lot. I mean, this is the absolutely not podcast after all. Oh my God, this son of a bitch. I would have gotten up in the middle of the night, teabagged him with the titty and said, give me one. Cause you know how much, if you even lay eyes on a pink starburst, my mouth is watering. It is Anna Nicole Smith wet back here. I need one. Gotta have it. I'm going to drive to the 24/7 CVS and get my fix. we ask for so little. We ask for so little. Steal my credit card. Okay, I'll get a new one. Get me fired from my job. Whatever. Stalk my other friends and send them pictures of your penis. Okay, I'll deal with it. But you motherfucker pull out a pink Starburst and don't let me get a little suck on it. Goodbye. Ladies, when y'all are ready to start the revolution, that we're all going to bow out of the online dating. And I keep including myself like I'm on it. I'm not. But I think we just need to have a meetup in like Washington Square Park or I don't know, somewhere safe like Times Square. We're done, meet us in person. And we just have one big friendly meetup. Sadie Hawkins dance, bitches. That's what I'm talking about. That is actually probably very unsafe and terrible advice. Either way, though, I'm outraged. Absolutely not. Let's get to the next voicemail.
1: Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Mary Kate, um, from Nashville. I probably don't need to put that out there, but um, it is what it is. So absolutely not to your really good friend. Um, I get a notification today that she tagged me in her Instagram story. I was like, that's weird. I haven't seen her in a few days. Like, what is this? Um, And I will quote it. She tagged me on Instagram and said, at me, lied about coming here despite me getting her free sweet ticket for Pitbull tonight. Some friend, huh? So who's going to come help me drink these beers? So to set the scene, it's a bucket of beers. She's out watching a football game. I had previously discussed maybe going to the bar to watch the game with her um literally never confirmed never got a text from her hey what time are you going do you want to meet do you want to uber together whatever none of none of the above um so just like a public shout out slash call out for the whole world to see and my favorite is um in parentheses the some friend huh like girlfriend talk about petty like if we had a plan and I messed up and I didn't go, call me, text me, like reach out to me. Don't put it on social media for the entire world to see, to get a reaction. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there because, yeah, I am a little pissed I missed the uh, uh, Pitbull concert. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But, I mean, I guess I'm just such a terrible friend um, that didn't follow up on a
0: ghost of
1: a plan. So. Yeah, just absolutely not to that. Um, hope you're well. Love you.
0: Okay, this is a classic case of absolutely not, all right? It is, like you said, petty, bullshitty, pit bully. And, it. you know, the fact that we've even had to bring Mr. Worldwide into this is just appalling to me. Shout out to Mr. Worldwide. Ha <laughs> ha, dollar, if you know. I'll get into this in just a second. But big fan of Pitbull. He's my number one. My absolute number one celebrity crush is Mr. Worldwide. I've been doing impersonations of him for years. I was the originator of doing the bald cap, dressing as him, doing the little goatee. Like the, the, I I've been dressing in drag as Pitbull for years. And now all these young young gals go to his concert with half-ass bald caps on and suits And, you know, they have the aviator sunglasses and they think they're doing the Luke, but it was me. And I want y'all to know that I would appreciate a little, (laughs) you know what I mean, just a little more thank you for paving the way. Even though I am technically dressing up as a public figure, I would just like somebody to say, thank you. Milady, you know? Okay, back to this though, but again, I don't want to bring Pitbull into it. My in- only insecurities about the fact that he and I have never made love, you know? This is the dumbest shit ever. We're fucking adults. Absolutely not. I hate passive aggressiveness. I hate when people mumble shit under their breath. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. For some of you really, really dialed in inside jokers, you'll remember a couple years ago, when I was doing a deep dive on Lindsay Lohan, she posted a video on her Instagram. And she's in a bathroom with one of her fabulous besties. And he's so coked out of his mind. And they're videotaping into the mirror in the bathroom while they're doing coke. And he just goes, show my face. He says, show them my face. But he says it's so coked. And he just goes, Lindsay, show my face. <laughs> and I don't know why that is the, was the funniest thing. Wow. The this is not correlating. What I'm trying to say is: it to my facts. Do you know what I mean? When people say things under their breath, this is the same shit. Some friend, huh? Bitch! You, you said something about this little rendezvous on a Tuesday. It's now Sunday night. You know what I do when I make friend, when I make plans with my friends, especially anybody who's an adult with children I go. All right, Thursday, where are we going to, to get fucked up, bitches? And then I'm in a group text with seven women and we all pick a spot. Great. Claire made the reservation. Mary Beth's bringing the apps. Who, who called a babysitter? You know, even if you don't have kids, it's, there's seven group texts. Even if it's just you and that person and it's a single text, there's 25 different communications before the actual event. It's always invitation on a Tuesday. Where are we getting drinks on a Thursday? Friday, bitch, what you wearing? Do I need to go to the mall? Saturday, the text is, bitch, I'm not going out tonight. Self-care Saturday, I'm keeping a low profile so I can get lit tomorrow. Can't be hungover for Mr. Ward- Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shows on Sunday, we got plans locked. Am I picking you up in the Uber or are you picking me up? Are we bar hopping? Are we having a sophisticated dinner? What is this, some, some friend, huh? Nah, bitch. Call me that morning at least. Hey, I forgot to confirm, but are we still on? Are we still on? Are you still on? If I haven't heard from you in 48 hours, just assume I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Just assume if I have not posted on Instagram stories or something of the sort, just assume I am no longer of this earth and I've gone to be with my heavenly father. Again, she could have beeped you, tweeted you, Facebook Messenger. You, you. There's ways of communicating. And the fact that you got to tag Pitbull in it and bring him into this messy bullshit. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm not okay with it. Not at all. <laughs> Dale, Dude, let's talk about I knew my rent was going to be late about a week ago. I work my ass off, but I can't still pay it, though but I got just enough to get up in this club, have me a good time before my time is up. Pulitzer Prize, Peabody Award, Mark Twain Award. Where was the award for those lyrics? And here's the thing. If you're not a Pitbull fan, if you go to a Pitbull concert, the reason I became obsessed with Pitbull years ago was like seven years ago, My friend Annie and I went to one of the concerts. Kind of same thing. We got free tickets. We laughed our asses off. And we were at the show like, dude, I know every Pitbull song. Even if you don't think you know Pitbull, you know Pitbull. Plain and simple. Now, I do have a little exciting bit for y'all. So, he's coming to Atlanta. All right? He's coming to Atlanta this week. So, obviously, this will come out on Wednesday. He's coming to Atlanta, and then the show's on Thursday. So, I'm, I'm supposed to be going. And he knows that I dress as him. And he knows that it's like my shtick. So we have like the same touring agent and they reached out. Now, I don't know if this is going to happen. So you're going to have to stay tuned on Thursday. But I'm supposed to meet Pitbull. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm supposed to meet him. And they said, don't dress like him, even though he loves that. And I'm like, the whole fucking point of me meeting Mr. Worldwide is to be like, yo. And if any of y'all came to my shows these last three years on the farewell tour, I opened my show with the video introducing one of my other characters as Pitbull. So I opened my show as Pitbull. So this is everybody knows this has been my shtick. And they were like, just dress as yourself. I'm like, impossible. That, not gonna happen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I get to meet him backstage. It will be an actual game time decision whether or not I'm going to show up in full Pitbull gear. And also, just so you know, I dress as as Pitbull with the bald cap, but like my skin tone. Do you know what I'm saying? We keep it appropriate. You can dress as somebody who's different, of a different sex, of a different ethnicity, as long as you keep it appropriate. You know, it's like when Countess Luann dresses Diana Ross, but, you know, it... Tutan, tan to tan Luann Too tan and I'm paying homage to him because I fucking love him so all you new bandwagon bitches I've been on the train since the jump and I need to start bringing my I need to start bringing it back to Instagram and TikTok I know I was concerned about posting it on TikTok because I didn't know you know these kids on TikTok they either get it or they don't However, there is a guy who's been doing literally word for word by exact bits as Ina Garten, the barefoot contessa. And he's been getting all these views. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I've thought, I I don't know what to do because he's doing the exact same thing that I did. And I'm just like, I don't know. Anyways, this is going to become like an inward PR nightmare spiral. So I'm not, but I'm going to start posting my old videos for you guys. If you're new here, because this was my bread and butter because I'm obsessed with Pitbull and you know what to your cunty friend who had to bring him into it. You should have just said, meet at Buffalo Wild Wings. We'll drink some beers and then go have fun. But because you were assuming things, well now none of us get to have a good time. Yeah, bitch. Let's get to the next voicemail.
4: Heather, this is Megan from Tennessee. I have an absolute fucking knot, and that is for stupid bouncers. It was homecoming weekend at the University of Cincinnati, go Bearcats, and I went into a bar, or I was trying, and he didn't want me to come in because I was not a college student anymore. I'm 27, I'm just trying to have a good time at the old bar I used to party at. Finally, I had someone vouch for me and we got in, it's no big deal. Then he looks into our fanny packs and my girlfriend has an eight week old and she has a breast pump in there and he pulls it out and goes, what the fuck is this? And she replied back, a breast pump and he threw it at her and said, it's ill. What the fuck? I am just, I am distraught over this stuff. I keep thinking about it. I keep replaying it in my head. Anyways, love and life. Hates the bouncers, but you
0: know, whatever. What? What do you What do you mean? He took a breast pump out and threw it at you and said, "You burn the bar down. Make sure everyone's out. But le- send a message. Send a message. Put him on fucking blast, dude." Imagine the amount of times, you know, you were underage trying to sneak in the bar, smooth talk the bouncer, maybe show a little areola, you know what I mean? Of age, but underage to drink. You know, you're showing a little titty, showing a little thing. What was that, Mark? Mm, No, I knew I made braces. I'm 20, but almost 21. Yeah, I did get braces right before college. You know what I mean? I had one bitch who had braces in college, and I said, you had all of elementary, middle school, and high school. How are we here? It's like adults when they get braces. No, I will not do business with an adult who has visible braces. I just won't. And I think that's a good moral compass. If you couldn't figure out your orthodontic situation, during the prime orthodontics years, unless you couldn't afford them and your parents couldn't afford them, and then, then go for it. I hope you co- show up to your job at Bank of America on Monday with full headgear. Then I apologize. If it was like we didn't have any money growing up, then I will start a GoFundMe for your your dental care immediately. But if you were just like lazy about it or just like didn't think to do it, w- enough, enough. All right, wait. Back up. How many times did you try and sneak into a bar in college and you had to convince them you were old and now you got to convince them that you're not too old to come in? Now he's like, nah, nah, nah. No, that's only for college kids. The fuck it is. Randall, let me tell you something. This is where I would say, let me tell you something right now, Randall. Who's paying your car payment? Mom and dad, what are you? 22 years old. Listen, I'm 35. Do you know what an S Corp is or an LLC? I've got one. I don't really know what it is either, but I file paperwork with the state. (laughs) Okay. I have a whiteboard in said office that has the five pillars of things I need to be working on. Let me repeat them for you. Number one, communication. Two, calendar. Three, roles and responsibilities. Four, business ventures. And five, wellness. What's on your whiteboard, Randall? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Randall. You've never taken an anti-anxiety medication on a Tuesday because you live with your mother and they accidentally didn't save the Real Housewives on the DVR. That's not a thing anymore. That was a, an, a dated reference. You get what I'm saying, though. Randall, these fucking bouncers. Yeah, you know what I would have said? Yeah, it's a breast pump. We get freaky deaky. You don't even know. The, also, these guys that don't... <laughs> I have a friend and her younger... her So her husband's younger brother. You're driving in the car one day, and I mean he's like in his twenties, and he I made a reference to a period thing. And I was like, Oh, yeah, about to start with period. And he was like, Oh, cigarettes. What? He's like, My girlfriend, no, I don't even talk about it. Let me tell you something, you little shit. Women men straight. And honestly, we're usually the horniest day before. So if you know what's good for you, Randall, these guys, these young, you know, the age they're 23, 24, Ew. still immature, like girls, oh, I don't talking about a period. Fuck that. Ew. Your sister's had a baby and she uses a breast pump. Oh, <laughs> throw it in her face. Wouldn't let you into the bar. Cause he said only for college kids. You, would, you should have said, I'm going to get my child. If you see something, say something, Randall. Let me in. I'm an adult. <laughs> you know what? This is it, though. This is reverse sexism, ageism. They wouldn't let us in because we weren't old enough. And now that we're too old, they're keeping us out. Call out the bar. i call the manager. I mean, these dumb fucking young guys don't know any better. But call them out and say, inappropriate. Because you know the guy who owns the bar is like 48, single. Everybody knows the guy who owned the bar in college. It's the same kind of guy. A little pervy, in shape, wears cargo shorts and on-cloud sneakers. And like kind of a trucker hat with a button down. And his name's always something like RJ. Even if he's not Southern, it's just like, oh yeah, who owns this bar? You know RJ? Like he just lingered in the college town. He never left. Dude, we have that guy in Mississippi. Never left. Never been married. 48, still single. Hooks up with like three of the bartenders who are on their like 10th year at the university. He's banging like three of them. You know, probably does sell Coke two on the side, but he's very successful and he runs these very successful college town bars, but it's RJ. Cargo shorts, on sneakers, trucker hat, blue button down. On game days, he wears kind of a tighter muscle shirt, but still for some reason cannot figure out the proper length for a fucking short. It's either too long or way too short. Like, why can't we find a mid-thigh, I don't know, what is that, a 10-inch? Just an appropriate, that's how you show your age. When you're in your 40s, your shorts always hit a little too long. I like a short short on a man. But you know RJ, you know the guy. He's attractive because he has money, but physically busted. He's got a good body because he does a lot of coke. Anyways, my point is, you know, RJ, find him. You're going to find him tomorrow. If you're in Cincinnati, you know where RJ gets his breakfast sandwich every morning. You know where he goes to lunch. You know the the gas station he buys his cigs at before he goes into like open the bar or do payroll, find his ass and be like, Randall assaulted me. Andiamo, it's time to go. But also... Fucking hysterical. You guys can't come in here. (laughs) You're too old. What is this, a breast pump? Fucking gross. You know how like when you're in college and you're dating guys or just, what is it? It's like, you know when you hit like above, I think it's like 27. You start talking about things openly like, yeah, I shut my pants at work. It is what it is. When you're in college, like you'd never talk about doo-doo or period or anything. With your girlfriends, you would, but you would never around a group of guys be like, Claire shit herself yesterday. You know what I'm saying? You just wouldn't. But nowadays, like in your 30s, you're standing around a group of your friends, new friends too. And you're like, yeah, soiled myself at a Costco six months ago. And they're like, oof, which strand of probiotic was that? I do not want to get that one. Like that's just over a certain age. That shit's still funny. When you're in that weird college years, breast pumps, Fucking grace. Oh. And then you bump up to 27 and you're like, yeah, well, I'm I'm not even with child. Sometimes I just put on a pump to, you know, not feel lonely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, we get it. We get it. Come on in, ma'am. We'll have a crisp chardonnay waiting for you at the bar. And I'm like, you guys got shrimp cocktail in this bitch? Yeah. I'm fucking outraged. But also... Somebody call RJ. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi,
2: Heather. Um, I'm going to remain anonymous for the sake of my husband. Um, Absolutely not to him literally shitting the bed. Uh, Last week, um, apparently he woke up in the night, had shit himself, threw his underwear in the bathroom floor, cleaned himself up with one of my white fluffy towels, laid back in bed, Woke up the next morning, went to work, didn't say a damn word. So I wake up a little bit later, find not only that he had let me sleep in a bed with shit, human shit on the sheets all night long, but that he had left the shit-covered towel, his shit-covered underwear, and then dropped them on my white shower, like bath mat, and got shit on it. So I had to call my husband at his place of work and ask him, hey, did you know you shit all over the house and left it for me to clean up? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I I don't know. um, Do you love them through it? Do you stay with them? Um, Do you divorce them and leave them? I don't. Advice, please. What would you do if the Italian stallion shit the sheet? Love and light, girl, let me know. Thanks. Bye.
0: This is hard. Shit the bed, literally. Just left, left the Oregon Trail. i just love a massacre for you. God, you know, I really hate to dump, no pun intended, dump on the bros this week, but what the fuck? These voicemails have been in a row, idiotic male decision after the next. And I, at some point, I got to throw my hands up and say, <laughs> you're doing it up to yourselves. He just doo-dooed the bed and it off to work. I mean, if I were to shit the bed, I'll tell you what I would do. I would roll out of bed, shower. I would take scissors and cut out my side of the fitted sheet. You know what I'm saying? I would cut out my side of the fitted sheet, roll it up, take the towels, put it in a black trash bag, put it in the back of my car in the middle of the night, drive two miles away, set it on fire, maybe throw it in the river, come back. If Jeff, the next day, would even be like, what the fuck happened to these sheets? Because he wouldn't see the doo-doo. He'd only see that the sheets were cut. I'd be like, "You, I have no fucking idea. I play dumb all of a sudden go blind. You know what I mean? I I would just be done. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, Lights out. He's like, no, Heather, there's half of our sheet is not here. What happened? Uh, No, I, no English. Per favore. You know what I mean? I would just shut down. Or, or I would say, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I started my period and it was not great. And so I just, I just, I didn't want to wake you up. Cause you know, you could, you could always blame it on that. And he's like, oh my God, that's why you've been such a raging cunt all week. Sure is, sure is, sure is, babe. And I apologize about that. I, I really took a lot of things out on you and you're like, you motherfucker. Under your breath, <laughs> some wife, huh? Some wife, but I would never just let it rent and then ride out to work. I mean, what do you do? You ask me, Heather, what do I do? Do I divorce him, stick with him? He's too comfortable, that's for sure. And accidents happen. I'm not trying to bowel shame anybody. Like I said, over 30, everybody at some point has either shit their pants, shit the bed. Like these things happen. It's just your body, your asshole can't clench the way it used to. That's why I have all these friends, you know. I'm doing anal. Don't trust it. I can't guarantee my gut health. I can't for you. I can't. I would would just rip the, I would cut the sheets in the middle of the night. Take it all. Remove the, like there'd be no crime scene. Like you have no idea. You wouldn't even, I would just move out. I'd pack my bags, turn off my phone, you'd never see me again. And then it would be a mystery. It would be a fucking mystery. Where did they go? And then I'd have to move to a different country. And I loved you. I still love you. Honey, if you hear this, I still very much so love you. But I would just, it would be too much. This is, this is men though. Just shit the bed, barely wrap it up. Clean themselves off and then just leave it for you to clean up. Absolutely not. I mean, at some point, you guys got to hear, these are all different people calling into the hotline. At some point, when do we say enough? The fact that we don't have a female president is wild to me. We have a man openly sucking on pink Starburst in the middle of the night. One kid getting a scissor tattoo on his middle finger because he can't tell his mom he wants to work at Great Clips. You know, we got one bitch causing a ruckus, a bouncer saying we're too old for the club, enough. And now we got Carl shitting himself on a Tuesday going into work at State Farm Insurance just like, eh, Deborah will deal with it you get the fuck home and you scrub this shit. Unbelievable. I would join the witness protection program. You'd never hear from me again. It's a wrap. Let's get to the next voicemail.
2: Hey, Heather. It's Claire from Alabama. Can't wait to see your show in ten in a couple weeks. So proud of her out. um, I just have an absolutely not for you. So I'm getting married in November. And we had a lady do calligraphy for our invitation. I texted her about picking them up. And she said, oh, honey, I haven't even started them. So that's an absolutely not. But the biggest absolutely not was that my fiance told me that it really wasn't that big of a deal. And that just pissed me off. So anyway, love to hear your thoughts. Love and
0: light. I don't know how much longer we can do this. Claire? He doesn't get it. The number... We should be screaming it from the fucking rooftops. Where are the invitations? This is a big fucking deal. You know when it's time to panic? When you call the lady who's making the invitations and she says, Honey, I ain't even started yet. Hey, Chris, get off your butthole and start panicking with me because if we don't get this calligraphy done perfectly, No one will know when the wedding is. You don't get it. They don't get it. You know, when I heard, even through your thick, sweet Southern accent, hi, girl, (laughs) you ready for this? I knew exactly what you're about to say. I called my calligraphy artist, said, I'm coming to pick up the invitations. She said, I ain't even started yet. And then I went to my husband and he was like, it's not a big deal. Knew it, knew it throwing the pin down, I knew that that is what that voicemail was going to be. And absolutely not to the men, not sympathizing and understanding that this is the time to panic. Dude, my entire wedding would not have happened had I not done it. Jeff showed up and was like, this is really kill. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because for the last nine months, buster, I've been sweating in the garage. Not like I was like, you know, building, you know, tablescapes or anything, but you get it. I, dude, I snapped at him so hard one day. He was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like that. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, you don't in the 11th hour get to chime in. Who, you know who the closer is? Me. I'm the closer. I'm the one who comes in here and gets the job done. Guys, if you're listening, just pretend like you give a fuck when your wife, your fiance calls and she's like, the florist hasn't responded to my email and she's the back of her neck is inflamed because she's scratching it with her acrylic so hard. Just pretend, start pacing the fucking kitchen and be like, she gonna learn today, like get threatening with her and then calm it down together. You know what I mean? Because then she'll start saying you get crazy and they'll be like, maybe I need to calm down. He may do something crazy, you know, but she'll feel like you have her back and it'll technically be reverse psychology, but she'll be like, no, 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 no. You don't need to go crazy. No, don't don't, like threaten the floors. Be like, no, that bitch gonna learn. Well, my baby girl wants hydrangeas. We can't fucking hydrangeas or it's about to be lights out. And then she'll be like, wow, my man rides for me. My man has me back. You need to calm down. In fact, I'm calling your mother because these anger issues need to be addressed. But thank you, baby. I will suck your dick later. Like, that is how easy it is. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Real talk. All you men out there. When she says, (laughs) I couldn't even pick up the invitations because this bitch said she hadn't even started. What? you You just drive the car through the garage with anger as she tells you back, like, "We're not gonna have this happen. Not on my watch, not on my baby girl." And then she' like, "Oh my God! God damn it, Darnell. calm down it's It's really not that big of a deal. He's like, "No, it is. I know how hard you've been working. Well, yeah, I have been. He's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stand outside for 20 minutes and cool down. And let me think. And then she'll be like, he really went crazy. I mean, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. And then she'll just start to backtrack. It, you know what? I'm going to give her another week. And then we'll figure it out. That's what you do. You get even more hype. Hell no. You're telling me. This lady ain't even put her quill in the ink yet. It's like fucking spiral. That's all we're asking for. Be present. Be alert. Dick me down after a round of golf or a football game. And don't mumble under your breath. That's all I'm asking for. That's all we're asking for. I think we really went through a lot today. I think I need to now go cool off, figure some things out. Glad I was able to give a little advice. Glad I was able to hit the hotline, but man, you know, and that's half a life. Just pretending, pretending that you're as hyped, amped up and or angry for the people in your life as they seem to be. Cause that's when you start to feel crazy when, when nobody else is at that level, but it actually is reverse psychology. You get to that level and then they'll say, Hey, we got it. This isn't that big of a deal. And that is, if I was a therapist, that would be my new technique. I just want y'all to know that the, the gifts that I give, you are, wow. I'd be the most fucking hype therapist. Your mom said what? This bitch has got to die. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and then she's like, I mean, it was like kind of cunty, but like I'm over it. That's That's how I work. It's probably another level of manipulation, but you know what? We want to feel like you're hyped for us. We want to feel like you've got our back. I want to know that you're going to prank phone call the florist if I need you to. And that's what it's about. I love you guys so much. Thank you for calling in with these insane, ridiculous voicemails this week. We will be back next week. And as always, you can call in 800-213-7503. I've got some guests lined up. I promise I'm working on it. We're going to do the most because I want to get some good interviews in. And, of course, we'll, we'll check in with the family. Jeff's doing great. Ashley's doing great. Robin's doing great. We're all just busy. It's all just busy, and we're working, and we're wheeling and dealing. But I'll get your favorites back, too. I love you. I mean it. As always, you can find me on Instagram, on the mean streets of the world. And, uh, hey, dale. in the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Arrivederci. Ciao,